It's snacking and get cracking with a snack that packs a protein punch. Pistachios are known for their protein power, fiber, and better for you unsaturated fats for a combination that may help you keep feeling fuller longer. Wonderful Pistachios is a good source of protein with zero gill. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. I love that they come in a variety of sizes and flavors, making this the perfect protein snack for any on-the-go adventure. Check out wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more about how these little green wonders can power up your day. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Woo! How was that for a day of track and field? Welcome back to the Flow Track Podcast. I'm Kevin Sully, joined by Gordon Mack. Thanks, everybody, for watching live on YouTube. Subscribe if you haven't to the Flow Track Podcast YouTube channel and subscribe to the audio podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Gordon, how are you doing? So, obviously, we, we decided that we're scheduling our podcasts in the morning, right after mm-hmm. the evening session in Tokyo. It'll be simpler. All the best events are going to be happening, or the main, most of the finals are going to be happening the morning in the States. And we're going to stick to that schedule. But was there a part of you who was thinking, hey, maybe we need to do a midnight podcast last night after what Carson Wilhelm just did? I grabbed my microphone. I walked to my car. I was getting ready to drive in, Gordon. I was absolutely ready. Yeah, prime time here in middle of the day in Tokyo, but it was a prime time performance. For Warholm. Yeah, absolutely. It felt weird to wait as long as we did to record. And then I looked at the schedule for today and I saw women's eight and women's two. And I was thinking to myself, what are the chances that those are underwhelming? Basically zero. So I thought, man, we're going to have just a <laughs> completely, completely stacked show. But I guess we'll go through, we'll start men's formula hurdles first. Then we'll go to the finals we just saw and then work our way backwards from there. 45-94 for Carson Warholm. Rye Benjamin, second, 46-17. Allison Dos Santos, 46-72. The world record going into this race was 46-70 by Warholm. And that just happened. And he just completely, completely rewrote the record book. And he had been, and Benjamin, and got to give credit to Abdurrahman Samba for a couple of years ago, started this trend of getting closer to world record, getting closer to low 47s, high 46s, a lot of high 46s. And then he eventually knocks the door down and does that 46.70. But Gordon, if you thought that was the outlier performance, if you thought that was going to be the last thing Warholm did in terms of time, you were sorely mistaken. It turns out he had a 45.94 in him. He literally has changed this event. You could put and Ry Benjamin for that matter as well. They just have re it's this is like you know, in the marathon, the idea of breaking two two hours in the marathon was 
unfathomable. You know, the world record was 201, 202 for such mm-hmm. a long time. And then Kipchoge came in, transcended the sport, and, and, and even though technically no one has actually officially broken it on a, a, a sanctioned course, you, the same concept is there. The idea to change a world record, let's take away the world record we did earlier in the year, the 4670, was 4678, right, Kevin Young? Mm-hmm. That was the original world record. Now it was around for 25 years. To take almost a second off the world record heading into the year and mainly do it in one race, it it was a like a two percent decrease or like one point something percent decrease. One to two percent decrease in a in a world record. That's like taking two minutes off the marathon world record. You know, that's like taking three to four seconds off the mile world record. You just don't do that. We're at a point in society where people don't break world records by that much anymore. Like it's all about just another decimal here, another decimal, what boom, boom, boom. But like to do, it's just making also uh, 400 meter times, all of a, 400 meter hurdle times, all of a sudden have yeah. a new perspective. Like you used to think 47 seconds was like, whoa, you're in the, you just broke 48. You're in a 42nd seconds st- uh, tier. That's just a second away from where the world record is. Now they're gonna we're gonna start normalizing sub forty seven. Like it's mm-hmm. all because when you've won forty five ninety four, and the guy's in his prime. This isn't like the end of the road. Ryan Benjamin's a year younger than him. Runs forty six seventeen. There's so many thoughts that go into us. But I really think I, I'm rambling a bit. But I think there's a reason why this happened. The reason why this happened was because Carson Rollholm was in front of Rye Benjamin. Carson is a guy who has to control the race, right? Because he's a world record holder. He's defending champ from 2019. He's the one that all the, like, he's the one who gets to control the race. And mm-hmm. if the person controlling the race is on the outside of the main challenger, which was Rye Benjamin, Warholm had no, had no leeway to, like, Take a, a lay of the landscape of the rest of the heat, uh, rest of the lanes. He had to go from the gun, and he could never, he could never trust that his lead was big enough, or never trust mm-hmm. that he was in the best enough position, and that forced him to go out hard. And Ryan Ben, it forced Ryan Benjamin to to continue to chase. And I really think if it was switched, I think if Warholm would have kind of ran off of Benjamin. And Benjamin would have been running like 46.5, 46.6, 46.7. And I think we probably would have had a world record of 46.5. But because Warholm was in the front, he knew he kind of was like running scared in a way. That made him go that extra 0.2 seconds, that extra 0.4 seconds. And ben, and then Benjamin benefited from it because he's just chasing a 45-second guy. So he's yeah. going to run 46.17. But that lane draw, hey, it all goes back down to semifinals. If Benjamin would have beat Warholm in the semifinals, their lanes would have been swapped, and then maybe yeah. we don't see a 45-94. So uh, that semifinal was a blessing in disguise. It is incredible. I just, I don't know. That, yeah. You, if you, if that's, you re- that's better than Rudisha's 800 in 2012. I mean, I'm just going to say it. Yeah. Anyway, we'll yeah. talk about that more. No, I agree, and I'm a huge fan of that race. But I came up with a list of, of recent races that I thought, now we're vying for second best race I've ever seen because 
this was it. You brought up the lane draw. Obviously, a lot of things go into this. The track is quick. Obviously, times have been fast. The weather conditions are great. You have a rival there who you know you need to be at your best to beat. But you also have just an incredibly deep field. We mentioned Dos Santos running 46-72. And you have you know, PRs all throughout the field, basically. And in 2019, in Doha, this not it wasn't supposed to be this fast, but we thought the world record was going to get obliterated because we had Warholm and Benjamin against each other. It was for the second time they had run earlier that season. It was fast and it was really close. And for whatever reasons, the times didn't produce in Doha. But I think now when you look back at it, it just has to do more with that was the fluky one off, right? That that was the oh man, how do we get these? people together and they didn't run um, an amazing world record because you could see what they created today. If you go back and watch the race, Gordon, you know how in swimming they have that world record line throughout the entire race that you can follow? Yeah. So you know, yeah. Okay, go back and watch the race with the knowledge that Dos Santos basically ran the world record. He ran 46.72, he was two 100s off the world record. Dos Santos was the world record line and Warholm makes up the stagger on him off the first curve and then you're watching the last hundred you're watching the last hundred and your eyes are completely transfixed on this race i don't know about you were you watching the clock at all at this race this was such a good race and war and benjamin yeah, no. gave it gave it everything he had my whole focus i thought in the back of my mind hey the world record is going to be gone but then i was also thinking back to to doha 2019 and hey you can't take anything for granted and then uh benjamin moves Closes the gap from basically 100 to go to 50 to go. Closes the gap. I think that's the closest he got was right off of hurdle 10. And it wasn't until those final strides when Warholm was clearly going to win that I looked over at the clock and I still, like, it was ticking from 44 to 45. And I thought, my God, what are we going to see when this thing stops? Yeah, I wasn't looking at the clock either, but I had it just a seeing the way Warholm was running and then his final 10 meters, knowing that he wasn't like, he was still looking good and he didn't like kind of shut down on the, in the fi after the final hurdle, I knew it was going to be a good time. Uh, I looked at it 2019 Warholm was on the inside to Benjamin. So I think that's why I went mm. slow. I think Warholm was like, I got to beat Benjamin. So just cue off of him and Benjamin's going to run, but Benjamin's not going to go for for broke right he's gonna try to control himself and then warholm just kind of is gonna not go need to run as hard because he just says i just got to beat benjamin and i think in this situation warholm knew he had to run as humanly fast as possible because mm -hmm. he knew if i see benjamin at all in the race i'm i'm screwed like it's over i'm not mm -hmm. gonna win because he'll be making up the stagger on him and it'll be all she wrote and the only time benjamin got close was in that final hurdle and I think mm -hmm. he probably saw him on his on his shoulder, and then he had that last acceleration after that final hurdle. It, man, like this is awesome. Uh, I, I just hope I just hope this isn't the end of it, right? They're young, mm -hmm. right? They're Warholm born yeah. in '96, Benjamin '97, Dos Santos, who just almost broke the world broke the old world record, was born in 2000. He's 21. So, like, yeah, you have to. I, we, I mean, we. Samba hasn't been in in, in the, the same, but like now we have Dos Santos from Brazil to kind of give us a big three. Um, mm -hmm. 
This is weird. Yeah, Dos I, almost broke the world record, and we don't even consider him in the big three anymore. <laughs> like it's just like that's well, how crazy well, when, Warhol has been. When forty-five becomes the new forty-six, things start to change. You start to look at yeah. high forty-six is completely differently. It's interesting. You brought up the Doha race again with the lane draw. I think the margin there was 0.24. It was 0.23 today. So similar margin of victory. And when I went and you watched that last hurdle, it, it kind of looked like coming off the last hurdle, ben, you're like Benjamin's really pushing. And of course he's pushing because the guy he's chasing is running sub 46. And you're thinking oh, maybe he has a chance to close because Benjamin's such a good closer. But he had to go so fast just to get to that point, right? When you saw him going off of seven and eight, Benjamin was tearing off those hurdles. Like, were you so used to him being so smooth? And he was he was smooth here, but you could see the urgency and credit to him for believing he could do it. I just think off that last hurdle just completely runs out of gas. And then you look at the time and it makes perfect sense because why would you have anything left if you're running 46 17 46 17 and getting silver and 46 72 to get bronze is is just cruel but i mean they made the race they made it what it is and to answer your question are we going to see it you hope this isn't the end i hope so too but i've also learned not to assume everything's going to get faster and i hope that they just i hope they have a lot of great races put the times aside for a second i just hope we get to see them have a lot of great races but if the time and the planets never align again in the future. We at least we got this one. I want to see him keep keep racing. But if we don't see from this generation another sub forty six, which could be possible, then then I'll I'll just savor this one because man, I jumped off my couch. I made some weird noise. I don't don't even know what it was. Everybody was asleep in my house. I think I woke some people up. It was just it was so it was so weird to see the forty five pop pop on the clock. Like once that was on the screen, I just was in so disoriented about what, what had just happened. And I prepared myself for everything. I prepared myself for a world record, but he just, he just outdid it somehow. Yeah, it'd be like seeing a 42 pop on the clock for open 400. It'd be like seeing mm. a 139 pop up on the clock for an 800. It's just like, this is, you're not supposed to be in this realm. It's, it's we're, not, we're not there yet. It's only 2021. We gotta wait till like 2050 <laughs> yeah. to be in that realm. Yeah. Um, I do think one advantage that we will have to potentially seeing this again is Rai is still young and he still now has, he has another carrot ahead of him, right? The carrot yeah. of breaking the world record. Obviously he had the carrot of world record slash American record by Kevin Young. But now I think Rye Benjamin doesn't have a reason to kind of settle and, He's one, he's gonna want to still win, and Warholm not is not going anywhere. So there'll yeah. still be that factor. And I think he's gonna be like, hey, Warholm just ran sub 46. I want to run sub 46. So uh, I think these next 22, 23, 24, I think we'll see at least one more 45. I one think more classic. Yeah, I hope. Yeah. I hope. And that's that's kind of the frame of reference that I use when I think about how this plays um historically and before we talk about historically uh vernon norwood tweeted that and others rye got anchor the four by four yes i think rye bench was on the four by four before this race and now he's certainly on it because you can just do some simple math here he ran he ran 40 46 17 with barriers in his way 
you can just it doesn't take a genius to figure out like you take those things away he's going to run ridiculously fast um okay historically now historically historically carson carson Wilhelm is the 146 second fastest 400 meter runner in the world this year albeit he had hurdles in his way but it's just crazy that he's top 150 in the world like they need to they need to make sure they put this mark on the 400 meter books like that's where it belongs it belongs on both the 400 meter hurdle books and the 400 meter books because he he just ran a, like I, do you do you think they'll do that do you think they'll because it's a sub 46 they'll add carson no. rollholm is like 400 meter marks oh yeah he ran a 45 second people are gonna skip over it thinking like oh okay that must have been like an open 400 oh wait no he did that with hurdles <laughs> um so travis i'm not able to load the chat so if you have any good stuff in the chat just just send it to me uh historically you mentioned better than london the 2012 people are talking about greatest race ever greatest olympic race ever greatest men's race ever it helps to put a little like to shrink the universe a bit because track is there's so many events it encompasses so many different competitions you could talk about the marathon, you could talk about the shot put, you could talk about the 100, you could talk about Olympics, world championships. So it helps to to limit it a bit just to to know exactly what it is we're trying to define. So I just thought of races that that I've seen in my lifetime or just just prior to my my lifetime. I of course thought of Rudisha 2012 where he breaks his own world record, goes from the gun, leads everybody to really fast times in London drops it under 141. So you had the 140 for the first time ever. Thought about Van Niekerk, 2016, 4303. Wasn't as big of a, a drop in time, but still the fact that he that, got that close to sub 43 was notable. Uh, Michael Johnson in 96, you talk about a big drop in performance in that 200 in Atlanta, takes the, the record from 1966 down to 1932 in a 200. That's pretty phenomenal. You brought up Kipchoge before. Um, again, I'm, I'm just looking at men's performances in this era. And then I guess, you know, Bolt 0809. I mean, it's, it's obviously not as huge of a jump down in, in time. Um, but just the wow factor of seeing a 958. The thing with Bolt, like you had the 969 and then you had the nine 958 back to back. I you could look at his 200 meter performances as well too but for it to be the greatest race i think it needs to have a couple different components you have to have the big stage so the olympics checks that box doesn't get any bigger than that you have to have the huge performance and it helps when it's a huge jump in performance first time you're seeing 45 in a 400 meter hurdle race something like that or first time you see a 140 in an 800 and then there's this third part which the other performances i mentioned were lacking I think it has to have a co-star or stars and that is where this one stands out because at hurdle 10 this race was in doubt we just both mentioned we yeah. were not looking at the clock at all and you go back and look at those other performances that i mentioned and the outcome was never in doubt not just in the race itself but even in the build-up and the lead-up to it you know we knew that rudisha was going to handle his business in the 400 in in Rio, Van Niekerk, which, you know, everybody was running fast, but he just blew everybody away, right? And then coming off that last curve, 
they had no chance. Everybody ran a great race, but he was just a lot better. This was close. Like, let's let's put this photo up here. I mean, that's insane to think just how close they were in this race. And the winner ran 45-94. So you put all those those components together, the big stage, the huge jump in performance, and the co-star. I, I think it matches up. You could look at another like the men's long jump in 91 Powell versus Lewis, obviously that there was a one, two dynamic there as well. I'm willing to hear the debate. I think it's a fun debate to have, but what do you think? I think your point of having a co-star makes this race clinch the top race of all time, because when you see incredible performances, it's in normally you're the only one who can ever do it. Not only of your generation, but of all time. But the fact that there was two athletes on the track running near 45 second pace shows that like it's even it's like double double all time, right? Mm -hmm. Like if if we saw this race and Rye wasn't in it, and or Rye was in it and Rye was getting beat by a whole second, if Rye was back with Dos Santos, it would have been all about like incredible Warholm performance. But mm -hmm. it would have been more about Warholm. But I feel like we our big reaction is the race. It's not really Warholm. We're talking about the race. Now, Warholm is the star of the race because he won and he, he deserves all the credit, but we're not talking about greatest performance ever. We're talking about greatest race ever, which is more, in my opinion, harder to achieve because you need all things to happen. And also, it's it's better, right? Because what it, we always say, like, in the end, track and field is about competition, right? It's not about yeah. time. And we sometimes get all bent out of shape over chasing records and time trials. And what we love is the perfect combination of still getting those great times, all time, great times, but also having the actual pureness of the sport, which is the competition and the race and Benjamin being in there. I I'm sure Warholm is much more thrilled that his 45, 94 comes with second place running 46, 17 than would have been if he's running in a different era and second place is running 47-2, and he's just smoking everyone. It's like, all right, this isn't – it's like watching – sometimes blowouts aren't fun, right? No one likes to watch right. a blowout. You want to watch game seven, final shot, two seconds left, and, you know, go in. So I think that's a good as, distinction yeah. that you made. Yeah. There's a difference between best race and best singular performance. And for the last couple of years, because Warholm's on – three years now being undefeated i've said this guy doesn't need anybody to run fast because we've seen him do it time and time again he takes that outside lane in these diamond leagues knowing he's not going to need anybody to run fast but what i learned right watching last night he can go faster when he has somebody else yes he can go fast and go all time fast and break a world record without anybody but to put that time into outer space, which is what he did today, you needed Rye. You needed Rye. So yes, he could have done um, a world record by himself, and we've seen that time and time again, but to create like a classic, he needed somebody else in this race. Because coming off that last hurdle, having that person, I mean, he's breathing right down his neck coming off that last hurdle. So you gotta see him, gotta feel him at least. And that is, I think you're right, what pushes it from 46-2, which we still would be losing our minds about, by the way, if he broke the world yeah. record by half a second or 40, even if he ran, ran 
five and took a couple tenths. That's still a big jump up in time, especially compared to what we've seen recently. But I don't, yeah, you don't get the sub 46 without Benjamin there. Yeah. Incredible. Dude, so much else happened like in the past. I know. I feel I, I need to like take a break. I want to go to like a, com I know nobody wants a commercial, but I, I want to go to like a commercial break. I feel like, like I need to take a deep breath and relax here. Um, let us know what I you think. I didn't talk about the 200. Okay. The chat wants us to talk yeah. about the two. Okay. We'll go to the so, two. So, and, and then we'll go to the 800. Go ahead. So I think everyone expected uh, Thompson Hurrah to win after what she did, obviously, in the 100 and the semis of this 200. 21.53. It's kind of weird. It just kind of felt expected, which is incredible that mm -hmm. we're now just expecting 21 fives out of an athlete. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. I, I think Elaine Thompson is kind of, I, I mean, I'm still thinking about the men's 400 hurdles when I'm watching this 200. So it's kind of weird. Uh, but Elaine Thompson <laughs> running 21, five, three is, it's just like, we're taking for granted how great of a double she's done. Number and now two. She pulled off the double, double, Number double. Two. Right. Oh, double, yeah, double, double, the double, 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 the double, double. Yep. Yep. Animal style, yeah. Double double animal style. So it's twenty one fifty three. Still a few tenths off of Flojo's twenty one thirty four world record. But I think if potential, hey, if we get Shakari Richardson to like get into peak form, maybe Shakari could be the ride to Warholm for Elaine and push Elaine next year, right? If you have another athlete in there who's also running 21 mid or 21 high-low. Maybe that will push Elaine to need to have that bolt-like move and drop the 200-meter time into an era we haven't seen in a long time, right, in breaking 21-34. But, yeah, double-double, very impressive. And it's not uh, an easy double-double. There's people who win Olympic titles that the fields are weaker than other years. This was a legitimate double. Obviously, we know what happened in the 100, one of an all-time yep. great fields. This 200, just as good. There were a couple Nick's snacks. You know, Shawnee uh, Miller-Weibo looks like she didn't want to try. There's a couple people who didn't qualify into the final due to injury um, or just not having a good semis. But the time she ran, 21.53, no one was beating that this year. So all the asterisks yeah. thrown out the window. She won. Olympic gold four times in a row. Incredible. It was a histor historic performance. Not just the time, but the first, you know, the first person or the first woman to, to do that double, double. I mean, and now she has a chance to really build on her legacy the next couple of years with all these other major championships. And Shelly and Fraser Price is still ahead of her in terms of global golds, but Thompson hurrah now has the double, double. And then she also has the times that most athletes, you know, save for basically Flojo, really in the in the two hundred, and then you go to the you go to the one hundred, and after she ran her ten sixty one, it's just Flojo there too. So she's racing basically a, a you know marks from from forty years ago, marks that were deemed to be untouchable. That's where Elaine Thompson is at right now. So I'm also hearing some arguing about, hey, is she the greatest? you know, female sprinter of all time. And it's tough to make that argument because coming into these 
Olympics, it's like, no, that's Shelly and Fraser Price, and she's going to bolster her argument when she's in Tokyo. And now Elaine Thompson is making a serious, serious run for that. I'd still have Fraser Price one just because the the sheer longevity of it, but with 22, 23, 24, and 25 right there, and Thompson hurrah posting these times, it's uh it's gonna be in doubt pretty soon, I think. So what's the medal count? Uh I ask Olympic medal count between the two of them. So, so you're just count you're just counting Olympic medals now? Is that what we're doing? We're yeah. gonna forget the world championships. Uh, no, 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 exist? no. We'll, we'll, no, no, we'll count world championships. But I'm going to only count individuals. I don't want no relay stuff. So you don't want no. Uh, so Elaine Thompson, obviously four gold there, and then she has a silver in Beijing. Should we count indoors? We're not counting indoors. Don't count indoors. Let's not count indoors. There's no indoor in, if, We're not counting indoors. No, I don't think you need to. Get, so Fraser Price. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're talking, we're talking. So she, so you're talking 100, 200 Olympic medals or Olympic golds. Uh, let's do just Olympic medals. Okay, so, so Fraser, Fraser, well, Fraser, Fraser, Fraser Price are, has five gold. Yeah, so Fraser Price has five. She has five. Okay, yes, well, she's got Elaine Thompson two gold, has five. two silvers. Yes, but then look at what I'm saying. World championships exist too. Oh, well, I'm including worlds. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, yeah, to- yeah. global medals. Elaine. Thompson oh, you want me to add five. a? Yeah, so. Fraser Price has five just in the Olympics. And then you're going to add in, let's see, one, two, three, four, five more from the World Championships. So she's got, yeah, 10. If I'm counting this right. Okay. And I think I am. So it's 10 to five right now. Yeah. But Shelly Ann is 34. Elaine Thompson is 29. Mm-hmm. Do you think she can get five more? and prevent Shelly Ann from getting any more to get past 10? Do you think she can get five in the next three years? Well, there's no defense in track and field, so she can't prevent Shelly Ann Fraser-Price from getting a medal. <laughs> and she can't she can't fill up all three spots. Do I think <laughs> Elaine Thompson, hurrah, between 22, 23, 24, and 25, where she has, what, eight opportunities there in the 100 and the 200? Do, do I think she can get go five for eight? Yes, absolutely. I think she can go five for eight. Is it a guarantee? No, she's had injury issues in the past, but this performance to me, it reminds me of that, you know, the 2015 performance, right? Where she ran that crazy 200 against shippers. And that was six years ago. And in between then and now, she's obviously done the double-double, but she's also had, you know, years where she's, she struggled with injury. So no guarantee, but she bolstered her case tremendously in these, in these couple weeks. Um, so I want to go through, I want to touch on some people individually here in this race, because we mentioned Miller Weibo, which we'll just do real quick, and then we'll go back to, to the medalists. She was out in lane nine, and she ran the 400 this morning, in the morning session, in what was just a ridiculously easy, you know, 50.5. It looked like she could have run 48 high, for sure, just based on how slow she ran that last 100. But she gets to this tough lane draw. She's out in nine. I think people go by her. I mean, she runs, ends up running into last place. I'm, I think she just basically said, hey, I'm saving things for the for the 400. Did you have a different read on that? Uh, I mean, yeah, she, she ran 24 seconds. She clearly jogged and was like, all right, I'm done. But why do the 200 if you're done? I don't get that. 
Like, was On she a like, rule, I, think. Oh, if I, I think you have to. You have to, right? Why did she enter the 200 in the first place? Oh, I think you run the, the first two rounds were before. The first two rounds oh, were but... before the 400. Like, did she not think she would get out of the first round of the 400? Like, you want to maybe, or also just you give it a shot. Like, why are you running a 20? Then... She ran 22 1 in the semis in the 200. Why is she coming back? Like, mm-hmm. why put that effort in the two semis if you knew you were going to come in there and just do a 24 second final? I don't. Maybe it was. Like, just... Why don't you do the 24 second semifinal? I don't know. Like she's maybe she's looking at the maybe just looking at the personnel out there and I was she. I don't know. It's tough too because she kind of she's a come from behind runner, so she's starting out there in nine, so she's got no one to to key off. But but I think I don't think it's changed anything for the quarter. I think she's a huge favorite for the no. quarter. Her first 200 in the quarter is going to be faster than this 200. Yeah. She's going to go out way. She'll go out way faster than, than, than 24. Okay. I just want to mention that. Yeah. Uh, I was, okay. Another... I, was I, I put money on her. I put money on her to medal. And then she just totally stands back. I wish she would have told me, sent me a text or DM be like, Hey, don't do this. I'm not running fast. It's like, oh, I would have put it on someone don't, else then, but don't do it. Okay. Let's talk about the, let's learn. talk about the, the silver medalist, uh, Christine and Boma, who had herself a meet gets another PR world under 20 record runs 2181 did it the same way she's raced all season just did it a little bit faster with the slow start and then the furious comeback at the end we know the story about how she was originally racing the 400 this year posting some really fast times but because of the world athletics regulations surrounding um natural testosterone she was not able to compete in events 400 to the mile so she goes in the 200 and gets a silver gordon this is awesome one for for because uh world athletics is trying to say you're not allowed to exist and uh she says well okay uh you want me to run a 200 i'll just get second and the only person who's going to beat me is going to be an all-time great and i just think that the fact that one she's able to adjust so quickly from the four to the two she, she hadn't been running the 200 much and like her pb going into the into the olympics was what 22 th- mid or high like what was her pb mm-hmm. let's bring up her world athletics page uh no no, no that that one no go to 20 that was before that, the that, season that, that's <laughs> go to results go to results go to overall results travis so we can see her 2021 results. Um, so going into the Olympics, her PB was 2267. Mm-hmm. 2267. And then she runs 2211, 2197, Uh Basically goes from middle of the pack to elite of the elite in just one, in what, two days? Two and a half, one mm-hmm. and a half days. Um, I, I think... One, I'm happy for her that she 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 medaled. Uh, she has a fun running style with her sit and kick in a 200. You normally don't see that that often, <laughs> but sit and kicking in 200, cool. I guess it works. Um, you would love to see what she can do in a 400, right? Because if you can sit and kick a 200, imagine well, we, when you have yeah, seen that more already, real yeah. estate to keep kicking. Yeah, we've seen it, but <laughs> if you had even more real estate, you could be running 47 seconds. Um, yeah. I, I think, obviously – the world athletics says she's she's not allowed to run the 400 800 1500 because of 
that what DSD designated sex something? What is what do they call it? I think it's different uh, in sex development is what different, it stands for. Difference, yeah, difference in sex development. It was a rule targeted to Caster Semenya because they were upset that Caster was winning and they didn't know what to do. Uh, because hey, Caster didn't choose the way she was born. She was just literally born with the certain type of testosterone levels. And hey, we it's weird. Michael Phelps has really long arms, and no one complains about that. Um, but I do think World Athletics is going to be like, oh, new science is out. The new science now says 200 to 1500 can't compete if you're DSD. I have a feeling that's going to happen because as soon as one athlete just takes one starts winning medals or maybe eventually starts winning, they're going to be like, oh, the science says you're too good. So stupid. Mm -hmm. And I'm upset about it. But I'm happy that she is winning a medal in their face. So that's great. So, so this is the problem with the word athletics ruling and people could see this coming from a mile away when they made it, because you have this entirely circular argument of if they're good in it, they can't be in it anymore. And that proves that they can't be in it anymore. So it just, it goes around and around in circles and the evidence, I think initially um, when they defended with Kaz, I think a lot of people thought it was going to get thrown out that Semenya and the other athletes that were impacted by it would, would be allowed to run because they thought, okay, this doesn't have that much backing to it. But basically the, a lot of the world athletics case came down to, yeah, these are the events, but also if we see other people doing good in other events, it also impacts those events. And that from a scientific perspective, I think they would need to present a little bit more to Kaz when it comes to the 200, because they're just basically saying, yeah, Semenya is really good in this event. Um, she is DSD. Ergo, this event is not one that she can compete in. And I think it's a, it's hard to say someone can be higher profile than, than Semenya. But I think if they do it with Emboma now, like if they do it with the 200 because of Emboma, after setting these parameters, it's going to be very clear about what their intentions are here. And then if, and then if you look at, if you look at the athletes that, that, that have been, you know, excluded, they're going to put themselves in a very difficult, very difficult position. And it's just going to limit options for those athletes. I mean, we've seen it with Nian Saba. She went from 800 all the way up to 5k and 10k because of it. She was able to qualify, but I, I would guess if, they include the 200 someone is going to take a uh a suit to Kaz, court of arbitration for sport and then we're going to go back to this whole thing except for the 200 and then the evidence they're going to say is well she ran she got silver medal so it's not fair um and then around and around we go you know what's great about this whole thing the whole reason that they're like too good, right? Here's Caster's season's bests in the 800, the so-called event that she has an unfair advantage in. She ran 155 in 09, 158, 156, 157, 158, 202, 159, uh, 155, 155, 154.2, 154.98. So basically 155 flat. Okay, um, let's look at the women's 800. Uh, it was one in 155. 
Like <laughs> the idea yeah. that Casa Semenya was like this like unicorn like from out of space who just had this unparalleled advantage over everyone. It's not like she was out there running 149. Like mm -hmm. she was just running good times. She never even broke mm -hmm. the world record. Like mm -hmm. if someone has so much testosterone in them that they just have such a competitive advantage, wouldn't they be like be breaking the world record in their sleep? Right? No. And Christine Boma, I mean, she runs 21. What was her official time? Uh, 2181. Like mm -hmm. that's not like running 20.7 or 20.9. Like mm -hmm. it's a, just a good female time. And mm -hmm. that's what's frustrating about it. Like they made it pretend like these DSD athletes were just in a different stratosphere competitively against non-DSD females. But like clearly they're just elite females. They're not like mm -hmm. like the winning time, Cassius Romanian might have lost to the thing Mo this year. I, I think mm -hmm. the way she's been running. 155. Like, so this whole yeah. idea that like they were just running with like a 10 meter head start. No. Nah. I mean, we see here. Mm -hmm. uh, Boma got second. She lost to Thompson Hurrah. She lost to one of the, one of the greats. She lost to, and handedly too. So that, that so-called advantage, I don't see it. Mm -hmm. I don't see it. Get back to me when she's well, running 20.99. All right. Yeah. Uh, get back to me when she's doing that. Yeah. So the rule as it stands, unless you take medication to suppress your naturally produced testosterone, 400 of the mile are out and I guess they would have wiggle room. I mean, they can, they're in charge. They can decide, Hey, now that rule extends to down to 200 or maybe it extends up to 5k or includes the steeplechase. But if they do that, there's also going to be a response from athletes who are impacted by it. Uh, let's talk about uh, Gabby Thomas here in third. I think a great result for her 2187. I think after the trials, people were thinking, gold was a possibility and obviously you looked at how fast she ran eugene you got to entertain it but if you talk about what was expected from her at the beginning of this season or going back to last season with how good the women's 200 meter field is to come away with the bronze is just a huge accomplishment for for her i don't know did you read it a different way i just think this is a massive win even coming after the the semis when Boma chased her down and now in retrospect you're thinking well that was that was it was pretty good that she kept that that close to Mboma because that's a, a future silver medalist there. But I thought she brought it at the at the biggest moment here, and it wasn't her fastest time of the season. But this was a tough a tough two hundred this year for the women. Yeah, if I was giving her a, a grade, it would be a, like extremely, extremely, extremely solid A, not an A plus because an A plus means like you're running twenty one five and winning. But like the little, the best, the most extreme solid A you could ever get is what she got. It wasn't A minus. It wasn't a B plus. It wasn't an F, and it, it wasn't A plus. It was just really good. I mean, she basically ran to her ability, and her ability resulted in a, an Olympic medal. Because um, when you look at the results, Thompson Hurrah is just in another world. She's pulling off the double double. Boma is just a new athlete that we haven't seen, and we weren't really expecting to be mm -hmm. even be in the two hundred when. Gabby Thomas was running her 21s at the Olympic trials. So the two athletes that beat her, you kind of just like there's you can see, you can see it coming. The 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 unknown teen who just is coming into her mm -hmm. own at the Olympics because she hasn't been racing that much. And obviously Elaine Thompson, who's potentially in maybe three to four years, could become a goat. Um <laughs> Gabby Thomas, she runs 21-8.
beat yeah. Shelly and Fraser Price. Shelly had every yeah. reason to want to get a medal in this race. Um, and Gabby did it. And very impressive. The only American to make the final. Um, I think I did a little debate with Lincoln a few weeks ago about, hey, I don't know about Gabby. I don't know if she's the favorite. Sure, she has the PB better than everyone mm -hmm. else or season's best. Right? I was like, she has because she, all she was doing is racing Americans. And then the first two rounds, she still had yet to beat anyone, right? She mm -hmm. wasn't winning her. She hadn't beat anyone like legitimate. She wasn't beating like a, a Shelly Ann or Elaine Thompson or just uh, Dean and Asher Smith, who wasn't there. But like, right. she's yeah. her resume was still dry, like just like empty going into the final. But now in this final, she can say, I beat Tulu, I beat Shelly Ann. I got third in the in the final. That mm -hmm. is now my resume. So she's ready to go, and hopefully well, she can uh, maybe bring gold for USA on their home track in Eugene. Yeah. So you you look at you look at women's and men's two hundreds for that matter. The last couple championships, and usually it get there's a lot of scratches, right? A lot of DNSs in the field, and there were some here. Like Sharika Jackson didn't make it through, and and Asher Smith didn't make it through and obviously Milewebo wasn't at her best but even put that aside look at the people she had to beat to get to get the bronze Fraser Price greatest female sprinter of all time still I think Tolu who had been running insanely fast Masalingi Kambunji who was a medalist from from 2019 like you compare this to the 2019 field Gordon cool. so much and this better. was so so much better, so much better. I mean, that was a, a party of scratches, basically, in 2019. Dean Asher-Smith, credit her for getting the gold medal, but this is just a much, much deeper field, not just in terms of times, but in terms of overall credentials and and just what each athlete brought to the table here. So I think it was a it was a really good result for, for Gabby Thomas. It's going to be overshadowed in terms of media coverage because people are going to talk about Thompson Hurrah, as they should, does the double-double. Goes number two all time to Flojo. They're going to talk about Christina Boma because of the situation with her having to switch events, right? And then the third thing is they're going to get to Thomas. They'll get no, no. The third thing is they're going to talk about Shakari Richardson because she wasn't there. That's that's going to be the order. <laughs> and then they'll get to Gabby or they'll, Thomas. Or they'll talk about or they'll talk about um, Shrika Jackson not making it through or Miller Weibo. No, how she approached but I'm it. like I, U.S. No. media the way. Shakari has become kind of transcendent. Yeah. You know, yeah. Her absence yeah. is still there, which is wild. So, but yeah, yeah Gabby Thomas the... now has metal to back up. Uh, and, yeah. you know, I'm excited to see Gabby Thomas like now go into 2022 or even the second half of this season, like with like con confirmation that she is, she's there. Obviously, you felt like that confirmation was created after the Olympic trials, but leading up to the Olympic trials, she was kind of like, I mean, she had a couple of good, like breakout NCAA performances, the indoor mark she did, but there wasn't like, she didn't have that moment. She had, the, she had the moment in the trials, but then you could like kind of take away the moment by saying, well, it's just the trials. It's only Americans. Look what Jamaica's yeah. doing. But now that she was able to do it at the international level, it's like, okay, now there's no if, ands, or buts. Uh, I am. I'm going to be a great sprinter here for the next two, three to four years. Yeah. And I'm, that's why I'm saying this is, it's all a matter of timing and perspective, because if you said before the trials, that she's going to be an Olympic bronze medalist, 
you'd be amazed as you should. It's just when you yeah. run a 2161, then everything, then everything changes. And we put so much value into times that it's easy to get swept away in it. But now we have right now, after Thompson Haraz 21.5, you got two of the, two of the three fastest of all time competing in the event. It's going to be a very exciting couple of years. Women's 800 time, Gordon. Take me through your thoughts on the women's 800. A thing Mo gets the win, breaks the American record. Keely Hodgkinson of Great Britain, another 19-year-old, gets silver. And then Raven Rogers, big kick for bronze. There wasn't a, a second in the entire race, so I thought Mo was going to lose. Mo, Mo was going to lose. From As soon as the gun went off, I was like, she won. It's over. I said, I was like, she's going to go out. I thought she would go out hard, and she did. She went out in 57 seconds. One of the commentators was like, oh, they're taking it out pretty easy. I was like, what? No, they went out in 28 seconds. It's not easy. Yeah, um, it but, was honest. Uh, it was exactly what you thought it was going to be. When you talked about it yeah, yesterday, it you, you predicted exactly what it was going to be. Yeah, and it was what she needed to do, right? You don't take any chances with some people who have a, who are good sitting kickers. You know you're the strongest. You know you've been able to prove – that you can do this style of racing after two rounds. Because that's the challenge. Look at someone like Natalia. It's easy to think about. Can run a 155-156 type race. It's a completely different animal. And Mo, after doing it at the trials, just showed that, like, no, I know how to run fast in round three. And not just, like, 158 fast. I can run a 155, and that's what she did here. Not a second in my mind where I thought she was going to lose. It was almost got kind of boring because I was like, oh, this is just a formality. Yeah, she has to run run around the track twice for them to give her the medal. But there was like, she took the drama out of it. Like there was really, I felt like there was no drama, right? It was just like, mm -hmm. I'm the best and uh, give me my medal. Thank you very much. And on to sophomore year of college. <laughs> it's, just, it's just wild. She, she's completely at ease out there. Looks so comfortable. She never looks like she's under duress. I thought for a moment with about 250 to go on the backstretch that there might be a chance that she'd get beat because that was the point in Eugene when the lead really grew and she put the race to bed. And this time it shrunk a little bit. I think it was Ricky who made a move to close the gap and Hodgkinson was right there. And I thought for a second, well, maybe one person will go by her or two people go by her and it'll throw her off her game and she'll lose her, her composure. But they never got there. They, she never relinquished the lead. So then when it was about 175 to go and the gap opened again at 150 to go, it was clear, oh, she left something in the tank. She went out in 57.8. She closed in 57 low. She ran a ne negative split. And then it was just a matter of what the time was going to be. And Breaks the American record. I wasn't really paying attention to the American record. I just was 155. <laughs> exactly. Whoa, like, I, I wasn't. I wasn't paying attention to it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, well, this was a historically fast race, and it's credit to Mo for playing the role of the, the rabbit here because you had six PBs, including the entire top five. Hodgkinson breaks the British record. Rogers beats her PB uh, to get up for the bronze. She's so good at closing over those last 50 meters. Riki of Great Britain gets a PB, but doesn't medal. 156.9 and not meddling. I guess we'd have to go back and look and see when the last time that happened. You know, 157 for, for, fi for fifth and sixth and seventh. I mean, 
this was a this was a fast race, and it was all because a thing Mo went to the front and controlled it and ran it in a way that was gonna make the field like get the most out of themselves. Yeah, it's number eleven all time in world history. Obviously, American record. Um, yeah, so the world record one one fifty only two women have broken one fifty four, uh, and then only ap- after that. One, two, three, four, five more women have broken 155. So I think she's yeah. going to be in the 154 range. And, you know, it's, hey, she's young, right? How old is she? Yeah. What's, what's 19? What, what, uh, 19. She is ready to have a few years of epic dominance. And I think she's going to normalize running 156. And I think eventually she's going to have that moment where she runs a 154. And maybe, who knows? We get it once every decade or so. We get crazy races. Maybe she runs a 153 and breaks the world record. Because she has the speed. She has the speed. She has the strength. She has everything you need. It is. uh, Like I said, she got so good that it got boring. It's wild, right? I don't know. It's the ultimate compliment I can give you. Like, you, you make... The bet, like, the you racing seven of the fastest women in the world, boring because you're so much better than them. I'm trying not to look too far ahead. My mantra, I'm trying to stay in the moment, Gordon, because I've learned yeah, from man. these championships that the pressure is an illusion, so I don't want to get caught up in, in the weight <laughs> of expectations. But here's what I want to have happen. Because now that she's running a gold medal, or she can go and she can go to Monaco and she can knock on the door headquarters of world athletics and say, Hey, can I see the schedule for the next Olympic games? Is it possible? Can we put the 400 and one part of the schedule and the 800 and the other? I want them to make that a, a realistic possibility and not just a, Hey man, Safan Hassan could try this thing. Yeah. Like they were taunting Safan Hassan with that schedule basically. And she's still, and she's going for the triple. I want, to where you you clear it up so that way you give people a reasonable chance to pick it. They don't have to take this gigantic risk and run multiple races on on the same day because the the time frame is long enough to where you can separate these things out. And I think Mo has proven that that she could obviously get a gold medal in the 800 now, but she could contend for medals in both. With how fast she's, I mean, could, do you I think she would? Do you think yet. if I don't want to talk with the four by four think, yet? I know that's would, where you're going. I know, no, 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 that's not where I'm going. Do you think she, if uh, she was entered in the four hundred right now, win gold? Not based off of pulling off a double, but was entered in the four hundred fresh, she would win gold. I'd still probably go Miller Weibo. No, I'd yeah. still probably go Miller Weibo because I, I think Miller Weibo can run sub forty nine right now. I think. I think she could I mean, get. I think, th- think, could do I think she'd go silver. I think she'd get silver. Is what I would pick. But yeah, again, I'm trying. I'm trying to stay in the moment here. I'm trying to stay in the moment. Um, just real briefly. On the I love four by four. debate. Those that the nightmare I mean, scenario is in play. By the way, for the four by four for the coaches, it is now oh. officially in play. Uh, I was saying when before, like, oh, she can run the 400, 800, the trials, and like people talking about it, and she had a little bit. Of, I'm going to do what I want to do type thing. I mean, you can't make more of a better decision when the decision results in gold. Like, 
There's not even like, oh, I got oh, yeah, bronze. Yeah. Well, maybe you could have got silver or gold in the 400. You can't yeah. do better than gold. So uh, she uh, she passed that test pr- pretty well, deciding between 400 and 800 for this year. The, the coaches did a great job of planning her races this year. Yeah, she ran a lot, but she mixed it up between the events, and I thought it was a, a perfect way for her to measure out her effort throughout the year. Hey, do you want me to throw another wrench into the – Four by four situation, real briefly. I don't want again. Yeah, I don't want to go too far into this one. Do you see who got third in that eight hundred? She's run some four by fours before. Oh yeah, Raven Rogers. I should we do a all non four hundred <laughs> four by four? I want that. Yeah, I want that. Yes, Raven Rogers, a thing mode. Dalil Muhammad, Cindy McLaughlin, book it up. Let's do it. Sorry, Quinira Hayes. Sorry, Allison Felix. Sorry, Wadelin. Uh, Waddling, uh, no, we're doing, we're doing, we're making it fun. We're t- keeping it weird. We're doing two 800 meter runners, two four by four run, four by four hundred meter runners, uh, no, two 800 meter runners, two 400 meter hurdle runners, and they're going to break the American record. That's what we're going to do. We're going to have them break the American record. That, that four by four could break the American record. A four, a four by four with no one who's in the 400, I think could break the American record. I got really I think- excited about the, the record going down in Doha and they ended up not being that close. And that was after you had, you had two women go well under 50 in the open quarter. And then you had, um, and then you had um, obviously Muhammad and McLaughlin. Like that's a tough, uh, I think, yeah, that's a tough mark. 315 is no, I think Mo, no joke. I think Mo and McLaughlin could both run 48 mid. Mm-hmm. And I think Rogers and Delilah can run 49 mid. What does that equal? What's 48.5? I'll do that math. All right, Gordon's doing some math. That's 48.5 plus 49.5 plus 49.5. 196 seconds. What is that? 196 seconds. Well, that'd be 316, which would – yeah, that's not the right. Yeah. <laughs> it's three, well, it's near it's it. It's near it. Three three fifteen point five. So you'd have to go quicker than that. Yeah, three fifteen point five. So they have to go point five seconds faster. All right. Yeah. Here's so the thing. Here's the thing. I don't think it's gonna. I think she's blocked by Mo, and I think the difference is Mo's run a bunch of quarters this year, and she's run really fast. I just think it's interesting because Rogers in college was an amazing four by four runner and is running high pressure situations and just came yeah. off a, a PB of of one fifty six eight. So. Their bench is so deep. I think a question is how many teams could the U.S. make at this point that could that could medal or get gold. It would be just of the people who are in in Tokyo right now. Not even going any deeper on the bench would be pretty fun to see. Um, okay, I mean, let's go. They, if if you have three, if you can sweep the the hundred, why can't you sweep a relay? Let people enter multiple relays if they're fast enough. It'd be fun. All right, let's go. Let's go to the. Uh, so now we have prelims here. Well, we got, yeah, we got we got field event finals, and then we got prelims. So, I guess we can go to the two hundred here. Get long. Yeah. Okay. The first first heat, uh, Arian Knighton, twenty point oh two. We'll get back to him in a second. Second heat, Noah Lyles eases up at the end, runs nineteen point nine nine, finishes behind Brown and Fan Boulay. So I had to rely on a small cue. Then the third heat, Ante de Grasse. Easing up, looking to the side, runs a PB, Canadian record, 19.73 ahead of Bednarik, who was also looking aside. 
who runs 19.83. So each final or each prelim here, each semi, let me get this right on the third try. Each semi gave you something different here. What was your big takeaway from these semifinals for the Ben? Bunch of takeaways. One, it's cool that all three Americans made the final, but you could argue, you know, Joseph Fambula is also American, right? He has dual citizenship. He grew up in Minnesota. So it's kind of cool that we were all debating, like, where's Joseph Fambula? Why isn't he on the Olympic trials start list? And now he's on the Olympic final uh, start list. Uh, it's kind of cool. And Liberia has a, a flag that kind of looks like the USA flag. So it looks like we have four Americans. Anyway, that's fun fact. That was but not Fambula my looks pretty good. He, I know that's not my take. That's one takeaway. Um, I think the big takeaway here is can Noah Lyles prove us wrong again? He now he did run his his heat kind of easy, so I don't want to give him any flack for getting third. Like he was he wasn't trying, so like he was running for all purposes. It was a win, even though he got third because he shut it down. Yeah, I mean, Wall Spimmer says, damn, man, okay. I can't even say anything because I've shut it down before, too, but shit. <laughs> right? So, yeah, we have a lot of these guys shutting down. Trying to conserve it, was risky. it all for the final. It was it risky. It was risky. But I don't, it was really risky. I wasn't that worried about it. I wasn't that worried about it. He was running well, in cost himself shorts. a lane. He was running his tights. He was fine. He got lane. What about the lane, though? Eh, eh what's fine? Lane, people break, break world records in lane nine, this, that, and the other thing. It's fine. He'll be fine. I'm not worried about it. It's no allows. Um, But... I am worried that what about he if might you bet your house win. on it? Hypothetically, like I if think you, you need to be worried right now. I, <laughs> I am. I, I think I pre-ranked Kenny Benarek. He got second in the seat. I, I think there's a chance that an Andre DeGrasse, a Kenny B, a Arian Knighton, even a Fambula, I can see them all winning. Now, I do think. There's also a, a big timeline of Noah Lyles winning because he's run 19.5. These other guys haven't done that. Andre Gross PB'd in the semi. Is that too much of an effort? We see sometimes people run. You saw what Ronnie uh, Baker did. He looked easy, semi. man. He looked easy. It looked easy. That looked easy. It looked easy. I, Yeah, but it looked easy for Kenny B as well. And it looked easy for Noah Lyles, who was running 1999. So um, I think what I got out of this is Noah Lyles is not a lock. I think he's now less a lock. I think the he is. I think I'm, I. I think it's a toss up now. I think it's a toss up, and I think you may need to have a, a long conversation with your wife tonight about what you've done to the deed of your house by putting it all into the Lyles back in the summer of 2020. <laughs> my wife, my realtor. I need to figure out alternate living arrangements. He, this That's looks. A... This looks very Olympic trialsy to me where uh, other guys yeah. are looking smoother going through he's picking up you know losses in these early heats granted he had to sweat a little bit more here because he didn't get an auto qualifier but people j have just looked smoother and more effortless than him and i get sprint prelims and semis are basically a competition to show who's trying the least but like he didn't have that much of a margin like he didn't had didn't have the gap at 150 to do what he did. So if he gets stuck real tight inside lane three, that's going to be real difficult for him to, to get out of it. Um, it's a crazy thing. My, my buddy texted me. He said, you could have a situation where Bromel, Norman and Lyles all don't, well, forget, forget even gold. Like there's a situation where, you know, they don't get, they don't medal 
right? Like would a would a DeGrasse, Bednarik, Knighton, one, two, three in the final surprise you after what we've seen from those three guys this year? No, not at all. Yeah. So I'm concerned. I'm definitely concerned uh, if I'm uh, a person who staked their house on no allows. Now, the good news is the trials comparison, he comes back and he wins. He comes back and he wins. But there's just not that there's not that separation that we're used to seeing from from Lyles, right? Like in, in prior years, you'd see comes off the the curve, puts in that awesome burst coming off the curve, but by 150, he's got that gap and can either shut it down or run all the way through. And and we're just, we're not seeing that. Yeah. I wonder what the odds are going to be for picking Lyles to lose. Because I think it's kind of hard to like say, oh, I'm all in on DeGrasse or I'm all in on Ben Eric or I'm all in on Knighton or Fambula. I think it's being all in on not Lyles or all in on Lyles. Like I feel like that's the toss-up right now. It's either Lyles or the field. And the field now, I look, has like a 70% chance to win. And Lyles mm-hmm. is like 30%. That's the way – that's how I would break it down of – if I was – Making the odds, the 200 meter updated odds haven't hit, and I haven't placed my 200 meter bet, so maybe yeah, I'll. I did. Have fun I did. And see, see, oh, I, did. I just did. Yeah. I did mine in March. That was the problem. I did mine in March. <laughs> I just, uh, it's hard to figure out. It's hard to figure out. Credit to those guys for running fast. And DeGrasse, you know, if he gets gold, he's earned it. He's been so consistent for so long, and that just looked real good. Kenny Benarek's a great. A great story. He looks solid. I wouldn't count him out for for the final. But I just, I wonder what do we have? Have they done the lanes yet, Travis? Yeah, they have for the final. So okay, uh, let's pull that lane up. Lane two is lane two is Richards. Lane three is Lyles. Lane four is Brown. Five Knighton. Six DeGrasse. Seven Benaric. Eight Fambula. And nine Dwyer. So he got three. He got three lane three. Yeah, he's in, yeah, he's in lane three. Yeah. Don't love it. So Knighton being. Knighton being Don't on the inside it, of DeGrasse is pretty good. Knighton got a good lane. DeGrasse is good. Benny it's going to be kind of being it, running scared behind. Fom, it's well, not good for Fombula because Fombula is a chaser. He he comes into his form uh, in like the final 50. So he's just going to be waiting for people to pass him. And then he's like, all right, now go. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's going to be fun. It's going to be one of – it's going to be one of the – Americans or Fambula or DeGrasse. If anyone else wins, I'll be utterly shocked. If like Richard oh, yeah. or Brown or Dwyer win. Yeah. Of course. I just, I'm just still, I'm, I'm impressed by how fast DeGrasse ran. Uh, I knew Benaric had that in him. And also just, just, you're still waiting for that Lyles moment. You're still waiting for it. And again, at the trials, he did just enough, just enough to win. We'll see if he can pull one out here again. Uh, Aaron Knighton, though, what do, what do you think of him? He just keeps meeting the moment, uh, wins his heat, 20-0. But he was looking around the whole last 100, and it wasn't like a glance to the side at the very end. It it was just frequent checks to the side. Hey, is anybody coming? Nope. Is anybody coming? Nope. How about over here? Nope. How about over there? Nope. Anybody here now? Nope. And just impressed with with him. And easy to forget that he's only 17. Yes, easy. Now, you know, you could put a little asterisk on it. His, he had the weakest heat, so it made him look a little more dominant than, you know, I'm not sure if he would have that much of a 
smooth sailing prelim if he was in a different heat. Uh, but mm-hmm. with that being said, he is running through these two rounds perfectly the way you want to run if you're a vet, where you want to get through as little energy possible, be ready to go in that final and let it rip and try to PB in that final. And I think he's going to. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to PB. And I I, I would put money on him meddling. I, I think that I like the people who I trust most to meddle would be Lyles, DeGrasse, and Knighton. Now, I don't think those will be the three medalists. I think it's going to – something weird is going to happen. Hold up. You, those, you left out your top – your top the top-ranked tournament to run in the world, according to rankings. You left no, off yeah, Benaric. I know. I know. But the reason why I'm leaving off Bednarik is because I just – Do you have any times he's run 19-8 this year or 19-9? Because you told me before yeah, how many times. You listed all the times. I also – I think, I I think, think that, I'm – I, 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 I think I left him off. I, I, go ahead. I feel good about Bednarik. That's I all left, I want to say. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I also do feel good about Ben Eric. I did rank him number one. I may or may not actually pick him to win and give. hopefully he gives me good odds. The odds aren't out yet. But what I'm saying is I think I left – I've left Kenny B off the list because I kind of wanted him to be under the radar in my mind to kind of be like, yeah, I knew it. Uh, and I also want to – yeah, I think Ben Eric is also – I think if I'm being honest, I think he's going to win. Um I think if DeGrasse and Ben Eric don't win, I think Lyles will win. And if I think none of those three will win, I think Aaron Knight will win. I, I don't think we're going to get to we're... the fourth permutation. Okay. As those two. I don't think uh, that's the order of finish. I don't think it's going to be Kenny B, DeGrasse, um, Lyles, Knighton. I just have this weird – the way I do it, I say it's either going to be this person's going to win, and if that's not the winner, then it's this person. If that's not the winner, then it's this person. But it's not necessary to finish mm-hmm. order. I know that's a weird way to think gotcha. about it, but that's just how I my brain works. We just showed for those of you watching the 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 two hundred from from the Continental Tour in Hungary between DeGrasse, Knighton, and Bednarik. And I, I think it's just interesting because it just underscores the level of competition that Knighton's been exposed to this year. It's not like a normal high schooler at all. <laughs> not even similar to what if you want to make the parallel to, to Lyle's 2016 and Lyle's didn't make the team, but he got real close that year when he was in high school, he wasn't running against this level of competition, this consistently. Knighton's been pro for a little bit now, which has freed up obviously his schedule and gotten him into these meets. So that's why he looks like he belongs because he does, because he does. He's been doing this now for, for several months and he's got huge talent. Obviously he's prone to make, rookie mistakes like anybody going through that for their first time is however how many times does he have to prove it to us trials is a pretty high pressure scenario he has and he got through it fine he has to just be feeling like i made the final at 17 i'm good if i've Knight- gone beyond anything i possible like he has the less the least pressure of anybody like like lyles like you could not get you could not have and i know pressure's an illusion I just want to get that out there right now. Shout to Sydney, but like you could not have two people at more opposite ends of a of a pressure spectrum, Pre- yeah. I think, than Lyles and Knighton. Correct? Because yes, Lyles has a gold, but he doesn't have an Olympic gold, right? He came in as 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 the big favorite. He's got all these guys nipping at his heels all year, and then on the other side of it, you have. Knighton, who, as I mentioned, is his first time through, and he's a teenager. 
if Knighton beats Lyles in this final and gets silver, let's say gets silver, does Adidas marketing kind of readjust their like campaign for 2022 and put uh, Knighton on the front of every picture with Grant Holloway? Um, it's I think one weird thing about this whole situation is like we kind of anointed Noah Lyles as like the next bolt before he was bolt. We just wanted, we just had to do it. I feel like it was a little premature and I think he would agree with that. Um, but we just see a fast guy running 19.5 winning. We're like, oh, he's he's our next bolt. We got it. But maybe Noah Lyles isn't the next bolt. And maybe, maybe this idea of a 17 year old getting metal and maybe he's the next bolt. Not this put bolt on night. Maybe there is no next bolt. Maybe, maybe there is no next bolt, but next bolt. I look around, I'm like, oh, the, the, that's next bolt. Oh, you're over there, you're the next bolt. <laughs> Everyone's the next bolt. Bolt, bolt, bolt. Lots you're, of lots of bolts. You're um you're on a worldwide what, search what do you for think the, the who becomes the star going into next year if Knighton finds a way to be like the top American in this race? In the U.S., think about so you're it. talking globally. Yeah, yeah. Okay, no. Uh, U.S. Who is the U.S.? All right, if Knighton is the top finisher in this race. You know I hate these questions, right? You know I hate this Who stuff. is – Who is the know, marketing who, department going to talk about who, the most? Not, I don't care. Who is – who would you call the best sprinter in America when it's May of 2022? Would it be – Would it oh, be Trayvon Bromel? Would it be Bromel? But he's hurt. He hasn't – right? Is it Curly? I don't know. Is it Christian Coleman coming off the suspension? Is it Knighton? But or is it Noah Lyles who had a, a bad Olympics? Like, who would you argue is the greatest male sprinter active? If assuming Knighton wins, not win, but gets second or third, but top American. Like, what's okay, your so what's your behind, power rank? What's your he's behind? What's your American sprinter power ranking? What's my American sprinter power ranking? And you're asking me this before. Yeah. The, the 200 and the 400? Or does the 400 not count yes. in this? 400 doesn't count. Sprinter, 200-100. Does 400-meter hurdles count? Because I know a guy. No, no. And, no and neither do 110 hurdles. They don't count either. <laughs> no. Okay, so I mean, just, just 100-200? But it is going to... Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. question like, now, and then give me the ranking after this 200. I want to know your pre-200... Oh, I think it'll still be I, – I guess I'm kind of confused on what you're asking. Are you saying, like, who will get the lion's share of the attention or who has the best chance to win a gold in 2022? Who has the best chance to win gold in 2022, assuming Knighton gets second in this race and DeGrasse wins? Yeah, I mean, I was probably Curly still, or is it Romel and Lyles and Coleman, like those five, right? So, how would you? Yeah, actually, I don't. I honestly don't know. I'm not just trying to be evasive. Like, I, I literally. That, yeah. That's it's a good question. It's a, it's a really good question. I mean, yeah. I would. I guess we'll know. Like, if Bromel runs the four by one and then has a runs postseason, we'll know he's healthy, and then I might be inclined to just to go back to him. But yeah, you can't discount Curly's. Silver and if he gets if he figures out the two hundred, it seems like he'd be pretty damn good there too. Coleman coming back, yeah. There's cases for all of them, but okay, yeah, we gotta get some more point. events like, though. There's not a single person kind of separating himself. It feels like the U.S. sprinter field. You know, it was all Gatlin, 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 or or Tyson, Tyson, Tyson. 
but now it's kind of a little yeah. mix mash and we don't really know. All right, you can pick the next Sorry. event. I think we only have about we only have about fifteen minutes left, so we got to be careful with the time here. Okay, yeah. so prelims, um, men's five k. Everyone, all, the three Americans, all get through. Uh, luckily, that second heat was the fast heat, the one with two Americans. So Grant Fisher was able to get in on time. Um, a lot of recognizable NCA names making the final. Yeah. Right, Justin Knight was there. Uh, obviously, Grant Fisher. Louis Grijalva was able to get in as a last time qualifier over Morgan McDonald. That thought that was a big shocker. But Louis Grijalva mm-hmm. going from not sure if he'll be able to go to the Olympics because they don't sure if they let him back into the country because of the DACA rules is mm-hmm. now running in the Olympic final. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. But these this result, it gives me kind of hope that Paul Chalimo is ready to medal if maybe be in contention to win. I think Chalima could win. Well, well, you said you got two, you got two Americans uh, potentially for gold. Yeah, that heat too was like an episode of Run Junkie with all those names out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Katir looks real good. Chalima hugged him before they crossed the line, which was an interesting move. He either puts you in a headlock after the line, but right after the line, or he hugs you while the race is still going on. Those are the two sides to Paul Chalimo. Big story here, Ethiopia only, they didn't let Borrega double back from the 10K, which was a decision, but they had their steepler double back, uh, and he didn't make it. So we only have one Ethiopian in there. We only have one Kenyan Kenyan. in there, right? Um, We obviously have, you have Kiplimo and Cheptegei, who are going to be solid. I mentioned Katir already. But there is an opening. There is an opening. I think Mohamed, who's medaled in the past, is going to be is going to be solid. However, with Ethiopia choosing interesting selections for who ran this 5K, I think it does. Like you'd have to figure. So who ran? It was Kajelka and Borrega, right? And then then they had that Aragawi, um, who ran really well too. I think if you just if you picked those three i think you would have gotten two through to the final and would have had at least one met you know sh- i'm not sure thing for a medal but somebody would have been in it with that last kick right and instead you have one person through to the final and that's you want numbers you want numbers going into the final i think Kiplimo and chapter are going to be solid but uh, and they're going to try to make it fast again but i agree with you i think i think Ch- chalimo's odds definitely went up after these these heats and so did kincaid's too and fisher's yeah, I mean, you, a bunch of people, right? Katir's odds went up. I think that just the the evolution of the men's five k is constantly with the use the 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 exodus and the entrance of certain countries into this event. I think is fascinating. Obviously, Uganda they have three athletes, and like Uganda is running the way like Kenya ran twenty years ago in this event. Um, yeah, I feel like just Kenya, and you could. Like we are doing a 10k marathon marathon, right? That's we keep there, and I think countries and all the athletes are kind of taking advantage. You have a Moroccan winning the steeple, right? You have the Norway guys, you know, obviously Ingebrigts in, in there, Spain, USA finding a way. Canada has two guys in in the final. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think there's a just kind a of night. change of where Justin Knight looked good. Just uh, just, just the East Africans are kind of changing there, yeah. what they focus on. 
Yeah, yeah. I agree 100%. Sorry, I was interrupting. Okay. No, no, I was just going to say, I just, you said the word Justin Knight and I did word association and yelled Justin Knight because he, I, you know, we've seen him in major championships before and, and you looked at him and you thought there's still a level to go. That's how I saw it. Hey, this guy's solid in the NCAA champion a couple times over, but like there's still a level to go. And I know you can't read everything into a prelim, but when I saw him in there mixing it up, it just like, he looked like a guy who's experienced and a guy who's smashed 13 minutes this year and runs with that newfound confidence. So. I'm excited to see him in the final. Yeah, Canada should be solid as well, too. Let's go to the 1500. First round of the 1500. Your thoughts on that one? Uh, pretty much everyone got in that should have. There was a couple weird moments, like Lewandowski fell, but he got in, I think, on he advanced by being tripped. Josh Kerr kind of was a little shaky, but obviously Chariot and um, Ingebrigtsen, they're fine. They're going to sleepwalk through these two rounds and they're obviously the heavy yeah. one two favorites but that spot for third is toss-up you could like there's just so many different guys the two the two americans hawker and centro kerr can do it you know um whiteman could do it uh lewandowski i could get down and down the list mcswain but, uh mcswain yeah oliver Hoare. you can just keep going and find all these guys who you like yeah you have a perfect day you can finish third behind the top two and I think, obviously, interesting seeing Nick Willis make the second round. Um, he barely mm -hmm. got into the first round with the world ranking. He was last one in. They had to adjust one of his races, so it kind of incre increased his odds to get in. Um, but Nick Willis finding a way to get through the first round. I'm not If Nick Willis makes the final, that would be incredible. I, he, how old is he now? What, what, how old is Nick Willis? He's older than I am. Is he 30? He's older than you. 38? Nick which Willis. is incredible oh, yeah 38 38 38 so not not much older than i am i said Nathan. that i said that with such confidence and it's not he's not much older than i am. yeah you're absolutely right i i thought hawker looked real poised and doesn't show any signs of running out of gas um central ran with a lot of confidence up front he looks like his clothes is there the thing is is this is just building to that predictable final that we we know how that first 800 of the finals like chariot's gonna take it out and there might be someone who goes with them because mcswain likes to push the pace and he's another contender um there's other guys in here who are okay you know oliver Hoare has been good uh pushing this but we know we know it's going to be a fast one right it, it might be one of the it might be one of the faster championship 1500s we ever see just because of if the weather cooperates just because of the the people that are involved here. Lewandowski gets through after falling, though. They got he got reinstated. Yeah. That was almost a, a disaster. A disaster for him. Jogs through, so he saved his legs a little bit for for the next round. But yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a a dogfight for the spots in the final, just because there's we talked about it before. We're like Norway's got a solid team. UK's got a solid team. Australia's got a solid team. The US is a solid team. Kenya has a solid team, and on and on and on and on and on. Um, one bit of news for the Americans. We found out right before the race that Nagus scratched with an, an injury that he picked up over there in Tokyo. Yeah, and uh, the coach came out, um, Carlson, saying like they were trying everything they do to get him ready, and they didn't know for sure that he wasn't able to sprint until the warm-up. I think they were trying to just kind of mm -hmm. cross-training and kind of rehabbing it throughout the all of the past two to three weeks. 
and then push came and shoved the moment you had to decide on race day it didn't work so obviously people will be like hey if you were hurt you should have let craig angles in um yes i i can understand that argument craig angles is probably like what the hell they we could have i could have i i was ready i could have gone put me on a flight but i think Nagus, the way he looked at his injury was that it wasn't a hang up the cleats were done injury it was like let's see maybe Maybe, maybe it'll be fine. We just have another two weeks, and then we'll be we'll be good to go on August third. But it just it didn't happen. So, and Nagus is given the benefit of doubt. When you finish top three, you're allowed to do these types of things. Yeah. You're allowed to wait to the last moment. Um, you don't have to force yourself to run injured, and you also don't have to force yourself to scratch early because you think you might not be ready. So, yeah. Do you know who would make that same call? Literally every person, if they qualified for the Olympics, because if you even have a <laughs> fraction of a chance to get healthy on the line, you're going to give it a shot. And that's, that's yeah. what he did. And we've seen this in past Olympics too, where people drop out of the race and then talk about how they were injured. Why did they do it? Why did they take a spot? Because if you think you could do it, you're not going to pass up the opportunity and you earn that spot at trials. Yeah. Now it's one thing if you're just clearly like if you have a stress fracture three weeks out and you can't even move, that's that's different. But if there's even a tiny, tiny, tiny possibility that you can you can run, you're going to do it because these opportunities are not guaranteed. Let's go now to the field events, Gordon. I'll let you I'll let you run through these ones. We had finals in the women's hammer, where which was won by Anita Walarczyk. A big day for Poland there. They get two medals there. U.S. shut out of the medals. Uh, men's pole vault, where Mondo cleared 6.02 and took some cracks at the world record as well. Chris Nilsson of the U.S. was second. And then women's long jump, where Malika Mahambo, on the last attempt, cleared seven or jumped seven meters to narrowly edge Brittany Reese and S.A. Bruma. It was a very dramatic competition, very, very close there in the women's long jump. Yeah, looking from a Team USA perspective, um, there were some great performances and some disappointings. I would say on the women's hammer throw side, we had three women who all were medal potential. Gwen Berry, Brooke Anderson, and Deanna Price. Price could have won. She's thrown over 80 meters, but none of them just had it. Like Two of them didn't make it to the, the final three throws, um, Anderson mm -hmm. and Berry, and Price was in eighth place going into the final three throws and just was never able to be the high 70 type throw that she was all year long. Um, so it's kind of a disappointment for Team USA in the hammer. I thought we could have had two, for sure, one medalist in that event. In the women's long jump, uh, Brittany Reese, I knew she was going to medal. She was in the lead the entire time, but uh, yeah. as you mentioned, the Germany athlete took over. But Tara Davis kind of didn't have her best day either. Um, and I think the reason why Tara didn't jump well, I think it's just the rookie, the rookiness of it. It's her first global championship. Is that a word? I think that the rookiness of it. I honestly think she needed this type of performance to kind of recognize, that like, hey, it's not Big 12 anymore. It's not NCAA. It's not even USA's where all you need is top three. Um, I'm willing to say it now. I think Tara Davis is going to win in 2022. And I think the reason she's going to win in 2022 is because of the sixth place performance. I think she is going to, she has the talent. 
she's going to go into next year and she's going to be jumping seven meters blindfolded. Like it's just going to be cakewalk. I think, I think next year, but she needed to have uh kind of come to a humbling, not come to Jesus, but like a little bit of a humble moment because she's been winning everything, right? Uh, dominating. She's the face of the NCAA doing all this stuff. Texas relays, NCAAs, you know, everyone's loving it here that all this going pro all this stuff is happening so much it's a lot right and to take all that and put it all away to get really honed in when you're going up against you know the best in the world it's hard and Brittany reese showed like the experience she won her 11th global medal like that's just like mm -hmm. experience and tara doesn't have that but now she has a little bit of it and i think tara is the talent and i think 2022 she's going to win and I think then 2024, she'll, she'll win gold as well. So that was my reaction to that. Yeah, I hear your reaction. I also don't want to jump to too many conclusions based on centimeters here because she jumps, she goes 684. She was very consistent, right? Very, very, very consistent. And she just couldn't get that one big one in. But if she did and run, you know, and, and jumps a, a 698 instead of a 684, we're having an entirely different conversation. Reese, though, man, tip of the cap to Brittany Reese, another medal, one of the most underrated careers in track and field. Um, she already has an Olympic gold, all sorts of world championship gold, all sorts of indoor gold. Like you look at what she's done in this sport, it's it's phenomenal. The The level of performance that she's sustained for all these years and she was so close it would have been it would have been an insane end for her in that last jump because she got that you know mahambo seven meters clutch six jump but then um reese had the last crack at it she didn't quite have it it would have been crazy if she was able to pull out a 7.01 but for her to even get a silver i know she, she definitely wanted gold but for her to get a silver and just to add to the metal hall is is just uh it's just a phenomenal performance uh, for a person who had a phenomenal career. With Br she was tied with Broom, but then and Broom beat her on countback until round five. I think Reese gets it back on countback when she does a uh, a six ninety six. So there was a there was a lot of back and forth here um, to this competition. It was a fun one to watch. So and then men's uh, pole vault. Uh, Mondo was going to win. He was perfect. Uh, it was never in a doubt. Chris Nielsen gave him a little bit of a challenge, had a good run, but Mondo didn't miss a single attempt, became the gold medalist, and then went for the world record. <laughs> it was like, perfect. He did he did five jumps, clinched gold, and then went for the world record. It's what we expected. Chris Nielsen, a solid uh, PB and a medal. Um, no Sam Kendricks, obviously, in this meet. Bummer for that because he probably could have been there with the Brazil athlete, even with Nielsen, could have been challenging Duplantis. But we'll have to wait till 2022. Duplantis, though, got his first global gold, yeah. right? This is the first one. So the mm -hmm. doomsday scenario that I created where like he breaks all these world records and then he doesn't get his first gold when he should, uh, that didn't happen. It was never in a doubt. There was no pressure or uh choking going on he it was it was over by the time you know he did his fourth jump so uh big ups to duplantis we talked enough about him all year long there's nothing much more to add but i do want to add is going into the gambling i did put money on chris nielsen <laughs> to medal at minus 118 so i won 85 dollars because of that 
And I, I sent a screenshot to Travis if you want to bring it up. This has been my roller coaster. After day one, I was down $100 because I missed the Chepta guy pick. After day two, I was up $475. So I'm, I went on a run. And then day three, I went on a run of losing, and I went back down to $125. Then the second half of day three, I went back up on a run, and I went up to $937. And now Walk away. I just complete, Walk away. I completed another run of losing, and I went all the way down to 437 But now Chris Nielsen's medal. I'm back to go back on another run back up. As you notice, I go on these streaks. I go on hot and cold streaks, and I'm now starting a new hot streak with Nielsen. It's going to be Scantlin and Williams, the two USA athletes. They're going to medal. They're going to make me some money. I'd have Muhammad beating Bull, which might not happen, but I have the little Muhammad beating Femke Bull. I'll win $85 if that happens. And then I have the second half of a parlay. Reese got the medal, and then I need Rudy Winkler to medal, and then I got it. And then I got some big ones. Uh, I haven't told anyone this, but guess who has 100 to 1 odds in the women's 1500? I'll just tell you. Perrier St. Pierre. L. Perrier St. Pierre. Her odds are 100 to 1, not 10 to 1, 100 to 1. So that means if you put $50 on Perrier, Perrier to win – Gold in the fifteen hundred, you win five thousand dollars. What's so I Norman? I put isn't, fifty bucks. Isn't Norman? Norman's ten to one. Too, Norman's ten to one. Oh, no, oh, ten, 10 to one. one. Oh, oh, there's a big difference. Okay, ten okay. to one, you win a thousand dollars for a hundred bucks. So, so I did that. I put right, fifty you, bucks. On you want L some advice to win gold, and I'll win five thousand dollars if it happens. It's not going to happen, but if it happened, it happens. That's my mindset. Here's two things. I here's two things I think you can do, and you can take either path here. Path one, quit while you're ahead. You don't need to keep doing this for the show. Like they don't know. You can continue to fill these in red and green, but you can take your money out, right? You could cancel these bets still. That's number one. Number two, if you decide to stay in, I think what you should do is take all of your money and put it on the four by four. Because it always comes down to the four by four. I haven't made the four no? by four bets. I do have What's the US women? What's the oh, U.S. women in the 4 They're not going to let the bet happen. You're not going to be able to give them enough money for them to – No. I, I, what are the I, U.S. men? That is an idea. That is an idea. I might do that. But we're not there yet. We're, it's only August 3rd. we still got time. You guys see my upcoming picks. This is who you should cheer for so I make some money. I got big, bold picks in the women's 3K steeple and the men's 800. If Coburn wins, I win $250. If Clayton Murphy wins – I win $1,000, and then I'm back mm -hmm. in the game. So the idea is I'm probably going to go on a losing streak, and then Clayton Murphy is going to make up for it, and I'll be back in the winners. So Murphy and Coburn, these, big fans, big fans right now. These these ones that you missed weren't – like I would have done the same thing, I think. Like I want to criticize yeah, you, right? but Miller Weibo medal. I was like, Miller Weibo get a medal. Price getting Ricky, gold. She almost had it. Not that – yeah, I thought I thought Ricky had a shot at gold. To be honest, I thought if Mo stumbled for any reason, it'd be Ricky that would pick it up, and she just missed it. Benjamin, you got good value there, and Sagai. I thought, hey, that's a good choice. We don't know. I, mean, I don't know if you made that. Did you make that before you knew Safan Hassan was running, or after? Uh, before I, I just made it. I just won the odds. Safan was. I was like, let's go for it. She's run three fifty three okay. in a fifteen hundred. Maybe she'll yeah. kick her now. Yeah. 
You go for the odds. Yeah. But here's the thing. I'm going on these runs. I'm, I'm winning a lot and losing a lot. And as long as I end up plus zero, I'm good. So I figured it out. So there's 44 uh, $100 bets. So the worst I could do is lose $4,400. But right now, mm -hmm. the worst I can do is lose $2,128. So I've already cut in half my potential losing. Like, so the worst situation is I lose $2,000. Before the meet started, the worst situation was I lose 4,000. But now I'm down to only losing 2,000. So as long as that, that number goes down all the way to zero, I'll be good. So here we go. Scantlin, Williams, Muhammad. Those are the people who I need to come through for Gordon Max bank account. And you guys can do these Man, picks. You got the They're free. No, no charge. Attitude of a Take champion. Attitude of a champion. Do not do what Gordon's doing. Do not, do not, do not. That's it for today's episode. Thank you to Colt for producing. Thank you to travis for producing remember subscribe to the flow track podcast youtube channel if you haven't already you can find the flow track podcast on apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher wherever else you listen to podcasts we'll be back tomorrow early morning in the u.s for another recap see if it can match this day gonna be tough we'll talk to you then <laughs>